This is Unsocial Spectators with Clay Harrison and Mark Ramsey. And uh, you can find us at unsocialspectators.com and also at unspectators on Twitter. Welcome to episode 58 of Unsocial Spectators. Hello. Hey, hey now. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't want to, I don't like that song. Uh, uh, yeah, I've been through the COVID and now uh, fighting some shit on my kidney. But I wanted to share a story because I hadn't told you this yet. Uh-huh. Because um, it's just fucked up. So like going through all of like my physical problems and shit uh i've been seeing a therapist and like my insurance gives me like five free visits a year so i saw this lady for like and they, it's all on zoom so i've seen i saw this uh um uh, uh lady and just kind of vented about the shit going on my body falling apart just you know kind of how how to deal with that shit and not be angry because it's because I, I don't feel like a lot of it's my fault because of the Agent Orange poisoning. Sure. So. Last meeting is when I found out I had the growth on my kidney. And so I come in wanting to talk about that. And she just like turned on me. It was like just somebody wanting you to do self-harm. Like She just said. She's like, well, you realize you're the problem. And I'm like, what? And then, oh, I'm sorry. To preface this, what I was going into is I was having a hard time dealing. I One of my longtime friends just quit talking to me. Uh, a guy, I mean, I went to high school with. We rode the bus together. You know, we, we grew up. Uh, he sure. lived in the same neighborhood. And we've always had just different uh, interests. Like, he's a big car guy, and I'm a big computer nerd comic book guy. But we could always just hang out and have fun and have a blast. And he's just one of those people that got sucked into Facebook and believes everything, you know, all. Yeah, just uh, he, yeah. he 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 just is sucked into that world. Like his biggest argument the last time we talked, he, he really couldn't sigh. He couldn't figure out why Colin Kaepernick would protest the U.S. And I go, do you see this scar across my belly? Do you see, I said, you know somebody who's actually been harmed by the U.S. government, and yet you see black men killed every day, children, violence against, and that's what he's protesting against. And he goes, yeah, but our country's great. <laughs> and I'm just like, my mind's, but yeah. And so like, it's been like about two years since we've spoken. And so I was just kind of going through this with her. And she says, well, you realize you're the problem. Oh, and, yeah. And, yeah, and I'm like, what? Because I had talked about other friends that I had talked to that I had reached out to about, you know, hey, I'm just having some health issues. Like, you know, I've been trying to sell off my Jeep. I'm selling off stuff just to try to make some money to pay for all the medical expenses that are going to be coming or and really to to live. Sure. And, and so she just goes, well, you're the problem. Nobody wants to sit around and listen to you bitch and complain all the time. And a just A therapist said this? Yeah. That... Yeah. And Oh, wait. Get, and, and she just said, you just bitch and complain. And there's 
who wants to listen to that? Who would want to be your friend? And yeah, I mean, said shit like that. And she goes, you need to accept that you're helpless. And I'm like, but I'm not like I can function and do things like I just it takes me longer. I get tired faster. Like it's really exhausting to just ride in a car because the bone spurs just, you know, stab you over and over again. And so you're just like and she goes, you know what? See, you just can't deal with it. And I go, I'm not going to sit here and admit I'm useless. And she goes, well, then you're the problem and you're not going to get better. And I'm like, well, well, where do we go from here? And she goes, well, as soon as you can accept God and what God can give you. And I was like, wait, wait a minute. Uh, yeah. A therapist? Yes. She needs to be fired. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and so I was just like, wait a minute. I said, I was poisoned at birth. You know, uh, the government doesn't recognize the people that uh, it's harmed. And I'm supposed to accept your God. There is no God for me, you know. And I just fucking was like, I can't believe this person who's like listened to me for like all these visits and, and was like showing compassion just flipped on me, played this God card out of nowhere. And I was just like. I I have a growth on my kidney that they're pulling because they're not sure what it is, but they're pretty sure what it is. Right. You know, because they're scheduling surgery before the MRI. Yeah. And I, and, and I'm just like dealing with that shit. And then I had this person who was, I was supposed to entrust to just flip on me like that. So it's just been a fucked up week of, you know, just trying to go, you know, maybe, this is when you just cut ties for all that shit, you know? And Shelby's like, I, I found you another therapist. You're going to find, you're going to find somebody who's helpful and not this bullshit. What the hell, man? That's crazy. Yeah, I know. I know. And it's just like, so like, I don't know if anyone listens or, or gives a shit, but if you ever have a therapist where you're just really questioning everything, Maybe sometimes it's just cut loose and go find and start over. So I'm starting over first somewhere else because this lady was crazy and her her God bullshit is not going to fucking help me get better or accept shit. Uh, can you uh, uh, complain? I tried, but when you get because I was like, well, I'll go to the website, find someone else I can talk to. Their only interface is like a chat program that has predetermined questions. You can't get feedback. The only time you can get feedback is when you reschedule with her. Okay. And that she gets that feedback. Oh, oh that's helpful. Yeah. So so that's why I've been kind of just like on the down low and quiet and stuff because it's like, I don't know. It just it messes with your brain, man. It really does. <laughs> the, <laughs> so, I mean, so 20... 2010. I, I wish I wish you could uh, uh, disbar therapists, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, I could make the effort to go complain against her license it and do all do, that shit. It won't do any good. It won't do any good, you know? Especially in Texas. Yeah, Texas, like, is just so fucked right now. Like, it's hard to explain to people just, yeah. like, how bad and how worse it's getting. Oh, sure. And, and, you know, my stepson, Spencer, uh, who's coming to visit as a teacher, 
and he's a teacher and a coach. He, you know, he always said like, I don't want to be one of those coaches that just teaches the easy classes. So mm -hmm. like he was teaching English, but they have ch pivoted so hard to just teach for that testing that he doesn't get to teach. He has to, he has to teach them how to take a test how to oh, do yeah. well on the test and just basically regurgitate that bullshit. Yeah. Turn them into chat GDP. Yeah. So he just said, uh, he, he said he was going to, uh, go, uh, to teach journalism because that was an elective yeah. and they don't, they don't teach for the, for the test in that class. Uh -huh. And he goes in the end, I can help more kids just being a coach. Probably, you know, probably. So, well, 2010, what do you got? I got great stuff. I rewatched Scott Pilgrim uh, by the great Edgar Wright. Yeah, I watched that for the first time. Yeah, what'd the, you think, man? Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was batshit crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you know that Bill Hader was the voice of the computer in there when they would ever go, go to, like, player one? No. Or, Oh yeah, Bill Hader did all the voices in that, and uh, uh, I just I love this film. This is like one of mine and Shelby's date movies. Like they would do soft openings over at the Alamo where mm -hmm. they would test run some of the service people up there, and they would show it, and we would go see it. Uh, we we had the video game and play it. Uh, it's just one of our favorite films. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I had a good time. What What was your uh, what was your favorite scene? Um, probably the the end was pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, where he where he meets uh, 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 Nega Scott, and it's just like, oh, he just needed to work some stuff out. It wasn't yeah. really a big fight. <laughs> and uh, I thought it was fun when he fought the rock star guy. And the, oh yeah, and the vegan cops showed up. The vegan police is what I was <laughs> cheered for because I just love the fact that it's played by well, it's Thomas Jane, the Punisher. Yeah, and the and the guy next to him is the bad guy from Crank Two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty funny, but yeah, I had a, I had a fun time with it. You know, it yeah, was a had, cool concept, and and, uh, and it's got the millennial cast of thousands because mm -hmm. you've got you know chris evans brie uh larson michael sarah um oh my god i want to call her april ludgate but aubrey plaza and i kind of love the way they did her character with the beeps yeah they beeped everything she said yeah th there's a making of scene of uh there's a moment where scott goes to the bathroom and then he comes out of the bathroom at his house and it becomes like the school and there's this light tunnel that was all like done rotating stages. Like oh, there's okay. a shot you could watch of how they did that. That's all physical, no CGI and just cool as hell. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I had a lot of fun watching it. It was pretty cool. Yeah, and uh, I think it's Netflix just announced that they're doing an anime version of it, and the whole cast is returning. Yeah, I have that on my list, too. Yeah, and, and Edgar Wright's going to be directing that, so it would be really cool. I'm, I I just love that film. I'm trying to think of like everyone. that uh, The girl that plays Kim Pine, she's on Picard. She was in the newsroom. Uh, 
the uh, girl that plays Knives Cho was in Glow. She was one of the Glow wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Um, just everyone has kind of gone on and done other random stuff. I mean, Brandon Routh played Superman. And Mary Elizabeth uh, Winstead. Uh, yeah. She's, she's awesome. She's fucking awesome. She was in uh, the Grindhouse movie uh, Death Proof. And she played uh, John McClane's daughter in the Die Hard series. And uh, she was in uh, 10 Cloverfield Way. Oh, that movie is so good. <laughs> yeah. Like, is I, I try to think, is that the best John Goodman next to The Big Lebowski? Um, or is better? Because he's no, so intense and against type. He's so good in Barton Fink. And he's so fucking good in true stories, too. Oh, shit, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I mean, he's always good. It's always hard to... But when you see him, like, play against type the way he does in 10 Cloverfield and Lane... And he's so good in King Ralph. <laughs> I was waiting for a King, King Ralph reference. <laughs> <laughs> man. And King Kong, man. Yeah, I think he played Babe Ruth, too. Yeah, he played Babe Ruth in Argo... <laughs> In Argo, he plays he's, the... Uh, he's good in Argo. Yeah, and you know the role he's playing is... Uh, I, I'm 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 hoping that I'm getting his character right, is the makeup guy from Planet of the Apes because yeah. they needed someone... They were bringing in Hollywood people and they were uh, using a makeup guy that worked on Planet of the Apes and that was his role. Uh, yeah, that's funny. Uh, the makeup makeup guy used to come to, to our factory all the time because uh, he they would buy hair from us. Oh uh, uh, well, yeah, for the makeup, you know. Oh, dude, God, so much history. That's so cool. But uh, uh, I love the I love I love the soundtrack to Scott Pilgrim, the visuals. I, it it's so cool to just see like Edgar Wright play with all the the video game influences of that time too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty fun. Did you watch anything else for 2010? Yes, one of my favorite action films, The Losers. Oh, it's, I've never seen that. Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember where I streamed it, but I'm pretty sure you can stream it online. It's um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan plays uh the leader clay i always love when a character's named clay and he's awesome uh-huh. <laughs> uh idris alba chris evans um god damn who who else am i forgetting in this film uh zoe seldana uh and so the whole concept and the comic book is one of my favorite comics too because it's by uh one of my favorite teams uh andy diggle and jock so the art style that you see in the film they pulled it from the comic because his style is just so fucking cool. And the losers has been a long uh, story in DC comics. And it goes back to, I think the world war two crew that, uh, you know, they were just set up to die. And so this, so, so they updated this and, and I read an interview with Andy Diggle who said he had never read the original. He just took some of the names, readapted, readapted it turned it into a modern day story had them be kind of a black ops team that was set up to die Hmm. so so they fake their own deaths and go they go after the handler uh his name's max 
to uh, to kill him. Zoe Saldana is like one of the people that was a victim of Max and wants to help them. And uh, the difference between the comic and the movie, the comic is fucking 10 times better because it deals with real shit. It's basically they find out that Max is a guy running drugs for the government, but taking a cut for himself. He's doing what the CIA was doing with selling crack in the 80s. Like they reference real world uh, bullshit the American government did. And that's kind of what this Max character is. And as the story goes along, you realize, oh, there's just always going to be a guy who's a Max, that sure. just someone who replaces him because there's they're always going to be doing illegal activities, selling drugs, and uh, killing people. The uh, movie, the movie a, had what? There's always a bad guy. Yeah, and so the movie has that has the problem of, well, we need to have a bad guy. We can't just have, you know, this concept of a Max character. So they bring in Jason Patrick, who just, <clears throat> I don't know. When I say Jason Patrick, what's your go-to movie that you think of? Uh, that Rush, uh, uh, The Lost Boys, Lost Speed 2. Lost Boys, probably. Yeah. And it was weird, because as I've noticed more of people talking about nepotism in Hollywood, when I look up a lot of actors and stuff, I look up to see who they are. He's Jackie Gleason's grandson. Mm -hmm. Yeah, his dad wrote that championship season and won a Nobel Prize for it. So, like, he comes from a well-to-do, artsy family. But, man, he sucks at this role. Like, they wanted, you could obviously tell they wanted a Ryan Reynolds type who's just a bad guy who says quirky things and kills people randomly. And it's kind of just wasted. It, well, it's really pointless. Well, I mean, bad acting. Speed two, yeah, Come oh, on. so bad. Yeah, I mean it's. <laughs> I mean it's obviously you can see when someone could carry a film with someone who can't carry a film. You know, after Speed two, they were gonna make Speed three, but it was gonna be uh, uh, on a scooter. <laughs> One of the ones uh, that you can get at the grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> but The Losers came out at a time when two other movies came out, The A-Team and The Expendables. And so it was like it was fighting against two two movies that had nostalgia. Now, I've watched that A-Team movie, and it is a great A pile of shit. Uh -huh. It is it is maybe one of the worst action films I've ever seen. Uh, they should have called it a pile of shit. <laughs> well, that's what it was. And it was just so, like, I remember watching it. And, like, there's a scene where they're watching a film and there's, like, a car. Like, like you're watching people watch a film in the movie. Uh -huh. And a, and like a like a Hummer or something is driving towards the camera, but then in the movie, a real Hummer comes flying through the building, through the kit, through there. It it tries to be funny when it's not. It doesn't pull off anything successful. It's like you could watch. I don't, I don't think there's a bad A Team episode because you know what that show is. This movie sure. was everything that it wasn't. Yeah, this is a shitty trope, man, to have a, the car come through the movie theater. 
Yeah. And then and then the Expendables came out at the same time, which was just a big nostalgia grab of like, remember these action stars? They could still do action. They can? Yeah. And like, I can't, I've seen Expendables 1, 2, and 3. I can't tell you what the plot is to any of them. Oh, yeah. I know the plot. But. Uh, kill bad guys. (laughs) Yeah. Kill bad guys. That's That's it. it. Kill so, guys. yeah, so that was my 2010. I did actually go back uh, way back and rewatch uh, a comedy show that I loved when I was in college, The Young Ones. Oh yeah, yeah, and uh, it was it was weird because it it's very dated with references, but it had great music and mm-hmm. it's and there was nothing like it. I don't think there's ever been anything like it on American TV. No, definitely not. I mean, it was weird, uh, subversive. It had, it, it was really like their take, their satire of what it was like being during the Thatcher re- regime because it's four college students trying. It's actually five. That's one of my favorite uh, uh, myths about this is there's a fifth member that lives in the house that never speaks. But if you watch the show, he's in the background and he's just got his hair in front of him. And he's like usually curled up on his hands and knees or or like with his back against the wall. And they just wanted to kind of have this person show up. And he was like a person who showed up to a party and never left. Yeah. 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 I I love that show. Um, And I found they made a video game of it. What? (laughs) There's a video game. I it, it, it when I was looking up under Wikipedia, uh, it was a I believe a Commodore sixty four game. Wow, because wow, it was the, yeah, this is that old. That's crazy. Uh, so I for two thousand ten, I watched uh, Black Swan. Oh, so I, good. I mean, I have I, I have seen it before, but it's just one of my favorite uh, Aronofsky films. You know, yeah, that yeah, it might be the best. Yeah, uh, well, I yeah. I did watch the whale, and oh my god, I fucking cried. Really, Brandon Fraser made me cry. Oh, dude, is, I got I want to see it, but it, I I just don't know if I can deal with it right now. It is really really good, man. But yeah. It's just, it may, it'll make you cry. I don't need that right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need some joy. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, Black Swan is so, so amazing. And when she's uh, uh, just having hallucinations and all this stuff. Oh, God, those are good scenes. Just amazing. And the. Uh, you know, the ballet mom who is trying to uh, live vicariously through her and all this shit. I mean, just. We said now that's just reality TV show with oh. like a show like Dance Moms. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's so weird. Like, look at this really horrible example of bad parenting. And then TLC goes, let's make that a weekly show. Uh, yeah, let's show everybody bad parenting. Uh, but yeah, that was, uh, just a great film, man. 
everyone needs to watch it. It's just uh, fantastic. Yeah, it's like, I, I mean, I love uh, Natalie Portman in uh, a couple of things she did when she was younger, but this one probably is like her best adult role. Yeah. Yeah, because I liked her in Beautiful Girls and uh, uh, The Professional. Uh-huh. But like the American version of The Professional, because the European one is really dark. Yeah. You know what scene I'm talking about where Natalie Portman, like this kind of a Marilyn Monroe happy birthday scene when she gets kind of tipsy yeah, it's, with Leon? It's a little tough. Ugh. A little tough. Uh, so I've watched uh, a bunch of stuff that I haven't uh, watched before uh, that uh, I've wanted to watch but never had a chance. Psycho 2. Okay, I remember seeing it when it came out. How, how does it hold up? It's great, man. It is a fantastic horror film. Who directed it? Uh, I don't know offhand. Okay, uh, I'll look it up. Uh, but, I mean, Perkins is fantastic. And, uh, uh... What's her? What's her name? Uh, Meg Tilly. Meg Tilly is just fucking great, man. It 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 really surprised me. You know, I haven't really heard much about it. Uh, but well, I just remember it being a, a sequel coming, and it was like I. I mean, it's what twenty years since the original, uh-huh. and and it wasn't going to have Hitchcock. I knew that was the big thing. But I see Tom Holland on screenplay, and I love his his uh, stuff. The director is Richard Franklin, yeah, who who directed Road Games, which is fucking great. Yeah, Pat Patrick, which is great. Yeah, um, it's Cloak re- and Dagger. It's hmm. really good, uh, dude. I watched Cloak and Dagger so many times when I was a kid. <laughs> a shot down in San Antonio. Uh, Dabney Coleman was so good in that film, man. And Dude, what? When is he bad? That guy, like, no, there's a generation that's missing out on Dabney. How, Coleman how good was he in Nine to Five? For, Nine to Five is the one I go for to. For God's sakes, it's just amazing. Just, just knowing that Dolly Parton could just dress him down in scenes. And then I always remember him being hooked up to that garage door opener <laughs> and raised up to the ceiling is just funny <laughs> as shit. Uh, I've been always wanted to watch on this Woody Allen movie that, uh, you know, sue me bullets <laughs> over Broadway. Holy shit. Is that good? Really? It's on Tubi. Fuck. Cusack is pretty awesome, man. I just can't bring myself to watch his movies. Oh, uh, it's it's pretty fucking good, man. Yeah. I mean, speaking of Meg Tilly, Jennifer Tilly is in it and is fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. Uh, They're great. Yeah, totally, totally recommend it. Wow, that's a John Cusack, Harvey Firestein, Chaz Palminteri, Rob Reiner, Tracy Ullman, Jennifer Tilly, Jack Warden, Diane Weist. That's just dude, a fucking dude, home run. Dude, it's amazing. It's really worth watching. I mean, you may have to watch it by yourself and not tell anybody. 
But, you know, because <laughs> it's a woody fucking album, but, you know. And then even deeper in the list, you got Edie Falco, Debbie I, Mazar. Like. I, I'm telling you, it's just a fucking great actor after great actor. Um, uh, Then I watched uh, The Fablemans. Oh, okay, the Spielberg movie. Pretty good. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. But, dude, at the end, he uh, meets uh, John Ford, uh, played by David Lynch. What? And he's fucking great. David Lynch plays John Ford? Like, does he... Do they do some prosthetics? Do they do the hair and he, everything? He has an eye patch on, and he it's just fucking great man dude dude <laughs> okay i might have to watch that now yeah just yeah. for that scene yeah if you don't have it i can get it to you uh but it's really really good um and uh finished mayor of kingstown the second season yeah, the uh, uh, Jeremy Renner show. Wow, yeah, dude. Good, good fucking show. I'm uh, hoping they're going to announce a season three soon. Yeah, and I'm curious because I know some of the streaming services are like selling some of their series to be streamed in other places, but Paramount, I wonder if this is one they're just going to lock onto. Yeah, I think they will. It's a pretty fucking popular show. And uh, I watched McBain. McBain. It's uh, like it, dude. What a freaking weird uh, fucking movie! It's a it's an action movie with the same name as The Simpsons. Guy. Yeah, the Simpsons action character. Uh, but it came. The Simpsons came out before the movie. I guess maybe they were jumping on the name or something. But well, then was, we should make a Poochie cartoon. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> but it was actually pretty good. I mean, uh, pretty good uh, amount of uh, uh, stars in it. You know. Oh, Christopher Walken, Maria Kachita, Alonzo. Michael Ironside is yeah, fucking always great. <laughs> yeah, I know. I had a really fun time watching it. You know, uh, definitely. Louise Guzman is in it, too. And it's a trauma film. Get the fuck out. No yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I, there's a, there's this YouTube channel I watched that was doing uh it does it's doing all the 80s horror and sci-fi film and they were talking about the Philadelphia Experiment. Lloyd Kaufman is in that movie. He was a producer. He has lines. It's a young. He's I mean no gray. Uh-huh. He has l- serious lines, but apparently that was the movie that he hated being a part of so much that he started Troma and and just left uh, and went to do his own thing. I kind of love that movie. Yeah, because it's it's weird and wild. Fucking weird fucking shit. But yeah, it was definitely on the HBO uh, over and over again. They just kept playing that fucking thing. Yeah. And uh, whatever happened to Michael Perret? He, 
I think it was like what was his last big uh what was the musical he did? He did Streets of Fire. Streets of Fire, but didn't he do that Eddie and the Cruisers? Yeah, I think so. I think that was it. And it was like, I think he had peaked. And then he does a lot of like B and C list type movies. Yeah. But I saw I, him do a lot of sci-fi, I think. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed him though. You know, I, too bad he didn't have a bigger career, you know? Yeah, let me see. I was like, did he die? <laughs> no, he's 64. Maybe. Streets of Fire, Philadelphia Experience. And then uh, Eddie and the Cruisers, Eddie and the Cruisers 2. And then you get movies like Blood Rain. Uh, and like, he, he came back for the sequels to those. Yeah, they're all on Tubi. Uh, he worked, he apparently, <laughs> I guess, worked with uh, uh, Uwe Ball. Oh, great. <laughs> so you know the kind of films he was doing. Yeah, yeah. Good luck. <laughs> he His education was at the Culinary Institute of America. Huh. Cook, yeah. That's, Cook, that's weird. Yeah, like, here's an actor. Oh, by the way, he can cook. That'd be wild, though, if he like just went out and just became a chef and left all this shit. Well, maybe he will now. Who knows? Oh, no, this is... In, in 2022, it was announced that Paré will, will be starring in the horror film Camp Pleasant Lake with Jonathan Lipnicki. Now, you do remember that kid's name? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, you know, it's just people you kind of remember. Look, he's still working, you know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, he has a long list of films, but most of them don't have Wikipedia pages. Uh, uh, so I've been watching Succession. Yeah. Karen Culkin is fucking great in that show, dude. Another Scott Pilgrim alone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, it's worth watching just to watch him, dude. Yeah. And uh, definitely worth it. Because... I, I, I may get around to it. I know everyone has just said great things, but sometimes it's just hard, hard watching rich people be dicks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's like, uh, it's truth in advertising, you know? It's what they do. You know, they have to be dicks or they couldn't be that rich. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's like watching American royalty. You know what I mean? I like, guess, yeah. like watching the queen, but uh, uh, America, because that's who are. You know, our celebrities and billionaires are, are American royalty, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. I, and Brian Cox is great. So, I mean, really, oh, yeah. He definitely. I want to, I, 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 he's the big motivator for me to watch. Yeah. He's, he's uh, excellent, man. You know, I, I, I heard an interview <laughs> with him. And he, he said he never played more of a villain in his life, you know? <laughs> That's great, because in the movies, he's the guy who basically uh, creates Wolverine. Yeah, and... <laughs> exactly, exactly. He's the total villain in this one, he says. And uh, then I watched uh, A Bullet for the General. R really good uh, Italian uh, Western. Yeah. 
definitely worth checking out. Was that a Criterion one? Um. Oh no, I see. No, it's free I think, on Tubi. Yeah, I think it's on Tubi, but yeah. yeah. Def- oh, Klaus Kinski. Yeah, yeah, worth checking out. You know, real fun film. Let's see what. Oh, I watched uh, the David Bowie documentary Moon Age Daydream. Okay, now tell me about this because my understanding was this was like a not official biography. So it was just somebody yeah. doing a film about him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty fun though. You know? Oh, really? I okay. mean, if you're a Bowie fan. Yes. Which everybody is, in my opinion. If they if they aren't, they're lying. Oh um, uh, well, the, the the kids now, the kids now hate Bowie. Why? Like that? They're uh, it's. They said that he slept with underage uh, groupies. As you know, there's yeah. Like I, I, I fell into this fucking wormhole of of reading uh, these fucking Gen Zers uh, shitting on shitting on like uh different musicians and stuff and when they said david bowie it was just like oh well he did all this stuff and and, and with with uh underage kids and i was like when did that happen jimmy page steven uh, tyler oh steven tyler most definitely uh david bowie uh uh who is who is that shit bag who lives in waco <laughs> I was going to say Jerry Lee Lewis married his 15-year-old cousin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, no. Who lives the, in Waco. No, the fucking uh, Ted Nugent. Oh, Ted Nugent, yeah. Uh, Ted Nugent uh, had, uh, mar- uh, had became uh, 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 adopted his wife as a child oh and he, you know this guy is uh the yeah. far right king and he's a piece of shit too yeah very big piece of shit people don't well, talk about his his uh because didn't he like basically kidnap her wasn't there a thing at the early part where his yeah. mo- her mom reported her missing yeah. and she had run away with him on tour Fuck oh, yeah yeah and uh, John Lennon beat his wife. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, these are known. I didn't know David Bowie slept with... I mean, I knew I knew there were always rumors about David Bowie and Mick Jagger. Yeah, well, I didn't that, know about well, underage that, people. That probably happened. Yeah. You know. Uh... But there's so little, like, documentation from then... How do you know what's what? You like, don't. Yeah. You don't know what's what now, you know? Oh, yeah. Very I mean, much true. It's getting even weirder to because there's just so much fake out there now. Look, a president of the United States slept with a porn star and then paid her off not to say anything. With Who, political money. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean... Oh, that happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, David Bowie, Moon Age Daydream, you loved it. Did they get to use all the music? Yeah. Okay, yeah, then, that, then that, it was official if they get to use the that's music. That's the best part about it. You know, it's just, it's fantastic, man. Definitely. I love that 
I, I love that Guardians used Moon Age Daydream in, in there as one of like the the songs that uh, um, Quill's mom gave to him. You know, it's just I, I kind of love when people have that pop culture connection. What's your favorite Bowie song? Um, Suffragette City. Oh, it's so uh, good, dude. Yeah. I know, and it's like I, I grew up with the with the the uh, what is it the 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 Duke the the White Duke is that was his persona uh, at that thin, time Thin White Duke Thin White Duke but I love Life on Mars yeah yeah because that great tune just I, the lyrics of of Life on Mars are so good I I like Fame a lot too. I like fame. Oh yeah, that one just always just when that comes on, you, yeah, you can't not. It turn just it. hits, and uh, I also really love China Girl. Oh God, that's really good. Yeah, I have I have one Bowie album, and it's uh, the Ziggy Stardust. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who the hell has albums anymore? well that's the thing is like he's uh one of the hardest ones to find Mm -hmm. like because i just shop like half price books and stuff and shelby goes though she goes usually if someone brings in a bowie collection they're usually in really great shape and uh they usually disappear that day like they they're bought right as soon as they hit the floor and uh, the theme from Cat People is pretty fucking great. Oh too. yeah, pretty because Quentin great. Tarantino uses that one in, yeah. in, in Glorious Bastards. And uh, now speaking of Quentin, I rewatched uh, last night Pulp Fiction. It, Zed's it, dead, baby. Zed's d- dead. It's just, uh, I mean, it's not. My, it's maybe my second favorite Tarantino. Behind Reservoir Dogs, but it's just oh, a, a perfect movie. Yeah, yeah, it, it, man, I would have a hard time putting his movies in an order. I agree with you, and uh, uh, there, there's been all this press lately. Oh, Quentin's only making one more movie. He's been saying he's only going to make ten for twenty years. Yeah, yeah. You know, one of, <laughs> one of my creative uh, exercises when I try to get into doing something, if I go, I, like if I'm writing a script or something, I is my Quentin Tarantino rule. I, I go, I can only write 10 comics. What comics would I write? And then I just jot down quick plots of, of that and then pick one and just start writing. Or if I could only do 10 th- of these things and then it helps me pick stuff. Uh, so I think his tenth film, uh, uh, he wants uh, it's going to be about a woman, and it's going to be uh, I think he wants what's her name, Jackie uh, Brown. No, not no, not <laughs> not Pam Greer. Uh, she did Tar recently. Kate Blanchett. Oh, oh, uh, yeah, dude, that'd be awesome. I, I think Blanchett is the best actor going right now, male or female. Yeah, she is just amazing. Like, I mean, I, I mean, they pick her to play Hell in the Marvel movies. So yeah. I mean, Hella, and she's just so fucking good because she has to go up against people. 
and give off that she's a god and she does that in the real world like yeah. i've never seen anyone walk and talk with more confidence than she does yeah <laughs> if you, you need to see tar it was incredible dude yeah uh, she, she's 53 yeah get the fuck out yeah she's a, she's amazing and, and, she, and while it's not a good movie, she in Ocean's Eight, she just fucking rocks that movie. She does, uh, dude. She made not Nightmare Alley good. <laughs> We've been trying to watch that because Shelby read the books, and and we just just can't get around to it. I don't know why. Yeah, it's worth watching just for her, you know. In my I've, opinion. The, I think she she I'll, is the the highlight of Crystal Skull. Uh, yeah, I like the original uh, Nightmare Alley a little better, but you know. Um, oh, I watched the Woman King. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, it was okay. It was okay. Just okay, really. Yeah. I mean, I like Viola Davis, but I didn't know who else was in this. Oh, John Boyega. Yeah, Boyega. It was pretty good, you know. Worth worth seeing, but not like. Yeah, I give it a three and a half stars. You know. Okay. Out of five, nine out of ten. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was gonna say because I know I I saw your John Wick and your John Wick four. Dude, I'll talk about that in a second. I want to see 65. Oh, yes. With Adam Driver. What a mistake that was. <laughs> oh. I wish yeah. it wasn't, you know, but pretty bad. Yeah, you're the second person to tell me it was not good. Yeah. I, I dig him. I feel like I he do can, too. That he can carry films, but yeah. not this. Yeah, no, no. No, he carried it and then fumbled at the goal line. You know, uh, I rewatched uh, Escape to Victory. Oh, a uh, soccer movie. Yeah, Sylvester Stallone and Michael Caine. And dude, Pele. And Pe dude, just, I, I watched it as a kid in the theater. Oh, it was on repeat in my house because yeah. I played soccer as a kid. Yeah. And it was like, that was the only way you could get to see Pele. Because, like, there was no fucking ESPN. Well, I saw Pele play uh, for the Cosmos oh. in uh, uh, the Rose Bowl when I was a kid. Okay, yeah. Because, like, even when he played, I don't even think, like, Dallas had the Dallas Tornadoes. Yeah. And I saw some games, but I don't think they ever played. I don't think I could... He never played for like an American team that played like in the Southwest. Like all those were regional, right? Uh, no, no. The Cosmos had L.A. and New York and all that stuff. Oh, so it was. Okay, but but he good. but he. Did, I don't know if he played in Dallas at, uh, at that time. I don't know if Dallas had a, a team yeah. then. It's so weird to go Sylvester Stallone in a soccer movie. He was pretty good in though, you know. He wasn't well, bad. yeah, he's the driver for that whole force. But we, it's the the cool fucking thing is at the end when they go, we can win. Like there's this, and you want to see that win. You yeah. want to see that victory, and it's just like, oh god, and it's not streaming anywhere. Fuck. Um, 
Well, I saw it. Uh, I saw it somewhere. I was gonna say, I, well, just from uh, Google, it's not giving me any free options on. Uh, maybe let's see here. It. Yeah, every place has it for two ninety nine. Oh, uh, maybe I bought it. I'll check. Oh, okay. You know, do you do you have the Just Watch app? No. Yeah, there's an app called Just Watch, and it tells you where everywhere you can see it. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, worth uh, worth downloading. And then I rewatched the Big Red one. Oh man, that's uh, Mark Hamill. Fuck. Can't remember the other three, and I was uh, just looking at the uh, poster. Lee Marvin. Oh yeah, yeah. This is one of the movies Robert Downey Jr. is, is parodying in Tropic Thunder. He said because when they were making the Big Red One, Hamburger Hill, and Platoon, that all these actors were going to these camps, you know, these basic training camps for like two weeks just to learn how to be a soldier. And it wasn't, you know, the intensive training of real soldiers, but they would come back with these interviews of like, I'm a changed man <laughs> you know, and shit like that. <laughs> yeah. But I love that. And it's a Mark Hamill before the wreck. Oh yeah. Yeah. The wreck. Bro. Yeah. But it was, I, I think so. Uh, I couldn't tell scars on his face in that film. I was going to say, yeah, like that, that and Corvette Summer, like it, just a few films like right after or right before he had that, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, let's see. Oh, I watched Knock at the Cabin. Okay. That's been advertised to hell uh, from Peacock for me yeah. to watch. And I kind of want to watch it, but I kind of feel like i know the story it's okay okay yeah it's it's okay i mean uh, you know (laughs) okay then i will give it a good pass yeah most most pg-13 uh horror films aren't your my cup of tea you know yeah but uh it's new and uh it's free on peacock so and i like uh, uh what's his name uh dave batista yeah 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 he i mean he's good he's the only good thing about the film you know oh shit. so it's yeah. definitely worth watching for him you okay know? yeah i do love dave batista he's uh, you know, Drax in the Guardians. Oh yeah, uh, but he, but like he just did that uh, Knives Out sequel, uh-huh. and he was fucking wild in that movie. And I love him at the beginning of the new Blade Runner film. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Kim and Ryan Gosling just having a moment, and they're so fucking good. There's just this level. There's this peacefulness to him. But then there's just this sh- shit between the two that you can you can read just from uh, the way that their mannerisms and the way they talk. Yeah, yeah, I love that film. I really do. I never thought that I would think a sequel to 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 that would be good, and I really went in going, "This is going to be shit," no. and it blew my fucking socks off. Yeah, Denis Villeneuve is pretty fucking good. I mean, Dune was was great 
yeah, his visuals that guy sees on a level that is so creative. And sometimes it's just like, like when he in Blade Runner, he has like a scene where he has like a, a, just a giant head in the middle of a dust stands sandstorm to give you just proportion size as somebody's walking. And just it's just so cool. Like I could just look at that film and not even have to uh, listen. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, uh, I watched for the first time Death Becomes Her. Bruce, Goldie, <laughs> Meryl. Yeah. <laughs> totally fun totally totally fun movie yeah it's it's a blast yeah 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 i've always wanted to see it but uh it finally showed up on uh one of my services and i watched uh cannibal holocaust (laughs) Uh, did i send you the picture of the of the uh, i had the soundtrack from that movie oh really yeah the uh the artist i was talking about earlier jock uh who drew for the losers he drew he draws he draws a lot of mondo covers and mondo put out an album cover for cannibal holocaust i'll take a picture and send it to you i I don't think it's stuck to the wall or it might be stuck to the wall (laughs) well i don't have i don't have my uh phone on me or my oh cool yeah just a skull made of people yeah (laughs) it's just it's like so much detail in it but uh, Shelby was uh, back when we used to have money. Shelby uh, was getting me an album and saw that they that this one had gone on sale. And she goes, "I know you don't care for the film, but it's jock art, and so it's like one I'll never open." Yeah, and uh, the film's not good, but it was really the first uh, found footage bullshit film. Yeah, and and they and they do slaughter real animals in that. So like anybody oh, yeah. who ever like, yeah, I always try to warn people on shit like that because it's like, it's triggering to see shit like that happen when you go, hey, that wasn't CGI. Uh, dude, <laughs> dude, I've shot animals, I've uh, fished and killed them. Um, I'm a human. Yeah, yeah. But nowadays, like there are some people who can distance between from the farm to market part and just go, well, I just need some ground beef and they can go to the store. And Okay, if you want to fool yourself, go yeah. right ahead. I mean, really. <laughs> but, that, but that's really. It's that, total bullshit. But, but like, I don't want to watch. I, I do admit, though, I don't want to watch animal death for entertainment too no it's not entertainment it's uh you're eating fucking cow that got shot in the head with a pneumatic uh spike and you don't oh and and you just don't want to think about it i mean come on get over yeah yeah but like i don't want to see a film with it like i don't want to watch yeah i mean if if i know it's going to be in it then i can go okay no but like like we watched a film the other day where like they, you know, there was like a dog that dies in the movie and you know, the dog doesn't really die. So it's like no big deal. But when it's, when the movie says like, Hey, actual animals were, were killed in this film. I go out, out pass. Uh, I, I put down one of my dogs with the blue juice that my uh, friend uh, w- from the vet center t- brought home for me. You know, I, it's life. Yeah. It, you yeah, know, it I, I would have rather done it than the doctor. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
So, yeah. uh, you know, uh, you know, if I have to go, uh, put a pillow over my face, dude. <laughs> that's that's a tough one. You're gonna you're gonna want to fight that one. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe. <laughs> and a watch City of God. City of God. I don't know if I've seen this. It's a pretty fucking great. It's a Brazilian Portuguese uh, film. I mean, dude, just good. Okay. Just a good fucking movie. I know Alice Braga in it, yeah. Yeah, it's a, a crime movie. Kids that live in the city of God, which is a slum in Brazil. And it shows them from kids in the 60s, you know, to, uh, all the way to maybe the 80s or so. And uh, Yeah, it's got like a 91% of Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, so dude, dude. It's highly rated. Yeah, I think it might be. I watched it on Criterion because no commercials. But I think it's on Tubi or some other place, too. Uh, yeah, Google says it's on Paramount and also on Amazon. Yeah, yeah. So if you can uh, check it out, worth watching. And I watched Bug. Bug. Uh, Michael Shannon and uh, what's her name? Ashley, Ashley Judd. Judd. Dude. Yes. Fucking crazy ass movie, dude. Oh. Oh, and, okay. I do remember this film. Yeah. Yeah, and it also has uh, uh, Harry Connick Jr. Yeah. Shit. Shit. Spencer's here. A <laughs> doorbell just rang. Uh, well, you want to r- wrap it up here? Yeah, yeah, we'll wrap it up, and then uh, maybe next time we'll talk about John Wick 4, and then we'll figure out what we're going to do for the next one. Okay. All right. Uh, have fun. All right, man. Thanks. Later. Bye.